You're listening to Skullcrack, Ireland's first and foremost Magic the Gathering podcast. I'm your host, David Wolfe, and I'm joined here by... Kieran. And Alan. And each and every week, we bring you all the latest Magic news, as well as our tournament report, and of course, our deck of the week. Coming to you live, not live, recorded. Recorded live. Recorded live. Yeah, in front of a studio audience. In front of well. a studio audience, We've yes. actually never mentioned that before on the yeah. show, but... Yeah. yeah, they're very quiet. They're it's very usually quiet. your girlfriend, though. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's true. That's yeah. true, yeah. yeah. Like, like Kieran's always mentioned his distaste for a, a, a live, live podcast. podcast, podcast yeah. Yeah. We yes. roped him into this one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that right, kids? Yeah. <laughs> no. we're, we're in an abandoned classroom. Yes. We're recording this in my place of work. Yeah. <laughs> abandoned's probably the wrong word to use. I think when I said abandoned classroom, people probably imagine, like, an old, derelict building we broke into... Ghosts um, and things. Yeah. No, that's not happening. Yeah, it's just past five o'clock. Yeah, and the school's, yeah. The school's closed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so while we're trying to look for a new place to record or a new method of recording, this is our interim solution. Yeah. So, yeah, so if it sounds a bit different or whatever. Yeah, sorry. That, that's why. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not too much we can do. It might sound better, who knows? Yeah, <laughs> is it? Let us know. What do you think? Um, so, yeah, apologies for skipping last week, just moving things. I, I live further away now, so that's... That's that's life. Exactly. So we're going to have to figure out a solution. Um, but this week we're going to be talking about more Dominaria cards. We're going to be talking about uh, the GP, the double GP that was on over the weekend. We're going to be getting the tournament report of Legacy. So we have another Legacy GP coming up in Europe soon, next month. And um, our deck of the week is also going to be a Legacy deck. Yeah. So... Let's kick it off and talk about some spoilers. So we, we, right. we're kind of not up to date on the spoilers because we missed a week or whatever. And so yeah. mm-hmm. we've, we've each chosen two cards. So we'll probably just kind of go around the table twice and talk about the cards. Sure. Yeah. So who, who do we want to start off with? Alan, do you yes, start? I'll go first. So All my right. first card is um, it is Karn. Well, no surprise. Yeah, it's Karn, yeah. Scion of Ugin. Ugin? No, Scion of Urza. <laughs> Scion <Sorry>. of Ugin. <laughs> That's a different it's, card. It's, it's a colourless card with a U name on it. I thought yeah, it was that's true. Current side of, of Urza, um, it's a it's a four mana planeswalker. Uh, it comes in with five loyalty. Mm-hmm. Um, I was that's gonna already make, very good. Yeah, I was gonna make a joke where I just read out actual Karn, but um, <laughs> I, I, I I I missed my chance there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You probably can't remember what that card does anyway. So yeah, you kill stuff. You win the game. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> I never use any abilities in it. All right, you so, restart the game. You don't yeah, win yeah, the game. Yeah. <laughs> you actually can't win the game. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's actually less. It's something good point. Great point. Uh, so it's a legendary planeswalker, Karn. Uh, well, it's important to, to point out that it's for oh, generic mana. Generic mana. So yes. Whatever. So it can, you want to pay? Yeah. You can. You can. You can cast it off. Off islands. Off windings. Off artifacts. Yeah. You can improvise it out. Ooh, can improvise it out. Yeah. With a what's it called? Oh yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you have to have the inspiring statue. Inspiring statue. That's what's called. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You have that. You probably have the mana next turn anyway. But yeah, whatever. Yeah, true. Well, let's see if this planeswalker fits into a deck with loads of artifacts. <laughs> uh, so it comes with five loyalty. You have a plus one. Uh, reveal the top two cards of your library. An opponent chooses one of them. Put that card into your hand and exile your own with a silver counter on it. Mm. So uh, a minus one silver is counter. put a card in your hand. Put a card you own with a silver counter on it from exile into your hand. Uh, and then minus two is create a zero zero colorless construct artifact creature token. With this creature gets plus one plus one for each artifact you control. So this is a it's it, it, what strikes me first is that it's very straight it's very yeah, kind of new design for uh, you know a unique new design for planeswalker because mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily have the you know kind of the repeated formula we've seen so many times of you know plus one for card advantage minus to protect itself and an ult that wins the game yeah and um, this one has no doesn't really particular have ult yeah, yeah. Um, although it does have a plus that's card advantage and a minus that protects itself 
It does. Oh, it does, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. That's true, actually, yeah. So, so the, the minus, the, the, as a minus instead of an ult. But both of them are kind of weird. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I mean, the order yeah. is weird. Like, the, the minus is built around, and, I mean, it, it can just work by itself, I guess. But uh, the And the plus is weird card advantage. It's like, yeah. you get the worst of the top two cards, probably. Well, your opponent doesn't know what you need. Yeah. So they might give you a land, but that's actually what you need or something. Yeah. I mean, you're still, you're still getting a card at the end of the day, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. So I think kind of the way this card plays out, I feel like it's almost like two modes. Like one mode is going to be taken up for this kind of pseudo card advantage. Mm. Um, I mean, it's like, yeah, your opponent's going to give you the worst card, but like maybe that card was the one you're going to draw anyway. Mm-hmm. Could, could, be, card could just be two good cards. Like maybe it's two good yeah, cards, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Island, island. island. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But like it's then... A, it's also interesting the way it's a card you own with a silver counter on it, mm. not exiled with Karn. So like... If you if your first one dies and you've used the ability once, your next one can get you the other card. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah it's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. And so, so in the way, then that means that if that does happen, you can guarantee that the card in the exile zone with a minus with a with a with a exile counter on it is a good card relative yeah. to the the one you're. Yeah, it's a card your opponent didn't want you to have. Yeah, um, and you know what it is. They're both their exiled face up. So you, yeah, you, if you don't want it, then you don't have to spend mm. uh, an ability of card to get it. You know. Yeah, yeah, and then as well as, and it is, like like you said, I said it is like a build around a build around card because yeah, either you're going to be putting in a, a minus in it for that kind of card advantage, mm-hmm. or I think otherwise if you've if you already have it aboard with artifacts, uh, oh. I, I think you're just gonna it's just gonna come in a minus twice uh, comes into five you can minus two twice. Um, yeah, I mean, what's the how, how how much can you abuse that that minus like uh, on turn four? Is it possible to have like what? How how how, how big is the construct? It's, it's a star star, or like it's a zero zero, zero, zero power one. equal to the number of artifacts. So, so it's at least a one one, one by itself. Yeah, against yeah. itself. Yeah. Okay, so then let's say let's imagine a perfect curve of let's say Bombac Courier or any kind of one drop artifact like a Renegade map. Yeah. Maybe let's yeah, say Renegade map Servo three. Exhibition on turn Renegade two. map Servo Exhibition or Servo Schematic on turn yeah. two. Yeah. Turn three. What kind of things that generate two artifacts could you get? Um, what's the the black Aetherborn? Uh, oh, yeah, the two. Weapon Master. Oh, yeah, zero. So then weapon would, Craft. Then on, weapon, craft yeah. weapon Craft Enthusiast. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. then on turn four, you'd already have five artifacts, and yeah. that would count itself, so it'd be a 6-6. Six, 6-6, six, six. yeah. Sure, yeah, that's quite good. Oh, yeah, and I just do that again. And then, and then the next turn, there are two 7-7s. Seven, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Assuming you, you just don't leave it on, don't leave it on your hand. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's really interesting. What I mean... At that point, also something like Sweltering Suns wipes your board. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Because they shrink dynamically. Yeah. Or whatever. So unless our, our is, that, is that true? Yeah. 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 There's zero zeros. With that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They'll be okay. plus one plus one. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. They don't stay at the same size. So no. Yeah. yeah. So they would end up as like a one one with damage marked or whatever. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah so I it, it is like we've we've seen these kind of improvised decks kind of come together before. Mm-hmm. Um, Stuff like Word of Virtuoso. So maybe it'll just be a value deck with Word of Virtuoso and Maverick Topters, Maverick Topters and other improvised cards. Maybe. And then um, it's like, yeah, if you're ahead, you're going to be making big creatures with Karn, or if you're a party or behind, yeah, probably, probably, probably more so a party than taking up for card advantage. We have the new Jin as well, the blue yeah. Jin. It's uh, pretty good. Zero Obviously, four. they're both at the same point on the curve, but yeah. you have artifacts oh, anyway. Sorry, just... sorry, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm more interested in Karn and decks that like don't usually have ways to get card advantage you know what I mean because like mm-hmm. blue decks mm-hmm. can always draw cards if they want anyway yeah. whereas because this is colorless mana you can put this in like a mono red deck if you want sure you know? but if you're just abusing the artifact part the artifact part yeah for yeah, sure yeah, not yeah. necessarily like if the if the plus is just gravy yeah and the main purpose is the artifact then I don't know it's interesting that you know it gives yeah. you your artifact that you can tap maybe next turn mm-hmm. 
for the gin. Yeah, you can definitely make big artifacts. I feel like the artifact payoffs have maybe already been there though with the you know the Herald of Herald of Anguish, Herald of Anguish, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and stuff like that, and it's never quite been good enough. Like maybe this is just another great tool for for that deck though. Mm-hmm. Maybe it does yeah. come together. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure, but I, I think in general the that's probably the the mode I'm, or the the ability I'm least interested in. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think just the card advantage in from colorless is mm-hmm. just yeah. the best part, probably. Yeah, yeah. So you're saying like pulling this up to like a black red vehicle sec. Yeah, that, sure. Um, you know, so you like, if you're, when your head is a threat, and then yeah, draw a card. Draw cards. Your cards mm-hmm. crew, crew hard to carry on. Oh yeah. Does so. this card make an impact in modern at all? I don't think so. I mean, Does affinity want this kind of effect? No, probably no, not. Definitely not. No. I mean, the the artifact is pretty guaranteed to be massive. Yeah, I mean, you could probably already play Tezzeret or whatever <laughs> if you wanted to do that yeah, type of thing. Yeah, I suppose like, Tezzeret would be like Cyborg Art comes in for like the matchups where you want that kind of where you want that kind of effect. Mm. Um, it, then, could, it could be a thing, I guess. It's a lot of mana for Affinity as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we could ramp it out with our Mox Opal and our Mox Amber. Yeah. Well, Mox Amber, well, Mox Amber doesn't, doesn't really do work. anything. Well, you need to have a legend in play yeah. before you make any mana with. Yeah, yeah. So, the, which is kind of a bummer, actually, that those two cards don't. Oh yeah, like, combo. Off each other, like Opal and Amber. Uh, Amber and Karn. Oh, okay. In the set, like, although it makes your construct bigger, I guess. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it comes in with a lot of loyalty as well. I think that's Zahid that's makes good. Amber work. What does? Zahid, the Jin. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's a legend. Ooh, yeah. can, but it's already uh, it's already four mana, so it's like it takes you from four. Yeah, to but six. like it it taps to to make him cheaper. Do you know what I mean? But also taps for the mana, like, like any other artifact. But then it also taps for mana. Oh, I get you. After yeah, yeah, he's yeah, in yeah. play, sure. Yeah, taps yeah. For blue after he's in play. Yeah. Oh yeah, so it's almost like you can pay for him with Amor Moxie without having a legendary creature out. Yes, yeah. you could say look at it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, God. So it's yeah, yeah. There is very using the old dragon. This is it, God. I mean, I, I think. Uh, I was out of Caron over the weekend where we're brewing a lot with a just a, kind of thinking of cards thinking of ways basically to abuse uh, Mox Amber because okay. I think Mox Amber is going to be Amber Mox or Mox Amber? Mox Amber. Mox Amber, Mox Amber. Yeah, Mox Amber. Yeah. okay. Yeah, Mox Amber uh, I think could be insane if uh, we be. some cheap legendary creatures. Yeah. Did we did we talk about Mox Amber on the podcast already? I don't think we actually, actually have. have yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so it's we really hard. Segued into it, I guess. Yeah. It's really hard to evaluate. Yeah, it's very, very hard. Yeah. It's like it's pre-ordering at 20 euro right now and I honestly have no idea whether it's a good idea to buy them at that price or yeah. whether they'll tank to you know seven or they'll go up to 50 it's yeah. like i actually have yeah. no clue Crazy what's gonna happen i mean there's definitely a floor there yeah do you know what i mean yeah. they, it's a mythic like, it's a four of it's mythic. a mythic and even if it's not broken immediately people are going to keep trying yeah. throughout the course of its life in standard and maybe even modern yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's never going to be like bulk probably no i don't think so i think it's i think it's pretty guaranteed to do something in eternal formats Probably, yeah. Whether it's good enough for standard is the real question. Yeah, there's yeah. not really enough one mana legends, or is it, or even two. Well, there's plenty of two mana legends actually. But I think the only one mana legend is Ovia Pashiri from Kaladesh. Yeah, there's also Hope Gearpur, but that doesn't that doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. not a combo. No, <laughs> unless you make it colored somehow, like Painter's Servant. Is there uh, a card that does that? No, I don't think no. so. Though. Damn it! <laughs> oh, if you bring it back with. If you bring it back with um, Scarbot. Ooh, black. that's true. Great. Exactly. Four, 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 that's a 4 4. It's not as on turn one, are we? Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're going to ramp it with Scarbot, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, all right, so that's Karn. Yeah, yeah. I'm interested in Karn. Exactly. Um, I was going to pick my phone up off the floor. Okay. <laughs> uh, Kieran, do you want to. Yeah, so my cards were very boring, but I think they're good. All right. So I chose uh, 
I forgot the name of it already. What's it called? The White Enchantment? The two mana one? The Oblivion Ring? Couldn't tell you. Oh, oh Seal Away. Seal Away. Yeah, yeah. Seal Away, one and a white, flash. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, exile target, tapped creature. Your opponent that. controls? I don't know. If it, I don't know about that. Probably your opponent controls. I think it's tapped creature. Yeah. And then uh, until, until it leaves the battlefield. Yeah. So, it's an Oblivion Ring. Only works on tapped creatures. Has flash. Seems absolutely excellent. It's like insanely good against Hazaret. Was yes, the first thing that came to my mind. Oh my god. Yeah, really good. Obviously pretty bad against Vigilance creatures. There aren't currently that many relevant Vigilance creatures in Standard that we're worried about. Like that could change. There's like the 3 mana 2-2 two, two first strike Vigilance. Um, Heart of Kieran, like that's Heart of Kieran is kind of annoying. Yeah, although you can get rid of the creature that's crewing Heart of Kieran at least. Because that'll sure, yeah. tap on that turn. Yeah, but, it, but you won't be able to save yourself the damage. Um... You know, yeah, it's nice that it says tapped and not attacking. Yeah, yeah. So it's good against the Scarab God, kind of. like. Yeah, if um, they attack into it. Then yeah, if they attack into right. it. People might just start playing around it, though, if this card gets pop- yeah, popular. Yeah. yeah, and they just don't attack with their Scarab God and they just make mm-hmm. zombies every turn. Uh, I think the card is just great, though. It's like the best white removal we've had. In quite a while. Yeah, in a long time, yeah. yeah. Like, since... Declaration Stone, or... Uh, I think it's better than Declaration and Stone, probably. Yeah, Blessed Alliance, or what's the just destroy target attacking creature for two that was in like BFC or whatever? Emanating Glare. Emanating Glare, yeah, like. Well, that was kind of bad, but. <laughs> I mean, it was played a lot, though. <laughs> yeah, like, it was, yeah, it was, oh, like, it was This will see more play than yeah, that, probably. Yeah, and that yeah, was the ubiquitous in yeah, like control yes, decks and yeah, stuff, yeah. so. Yeah, it's like, and again, this is more of a control card, obviously. It doesn't... Or a Stasis Snare, actually, it'd probably be a good. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, it's it's quite. So the difference is like one white mana on Stasis Snare. Yeah, but Stasis Snare doesn't have a restriction on targeting. Yeah, exactly. So Stasis Snare, obviously better in decks where you're trying to attack past blockers. This card doesn't really do much. Yeah. Although with Icy Manipulator, you can tap anything. I'm just saying. There you go. Yeah. That's a standard tap card here. It's a combo. Yeah. Uh, Played some Blinding Mages or whatever card like Blinding Mages in standard. What is Blinding Mages? It's a tapper. Oh, okay. Okay. One mana tap guy. Uh, Are there some tappers? Edifice of Authority. That is true. There we go. Although Icy is just better, right? Yeah, Yeah, I guess. Um, and then so I just think that card's great see a lot of play pretty boring the other one I chose is Unwind oh uh, yeah from something that you thought would be pretty high on the storm scale but they decided to go with anyway it's a two and a blue instant counter target non-creature spell uh, untap up to three lands so it's like Rewind except for it's a negate instead of a counter spell yeah it costs one less mana mm-hmm. uh, I don't know I feel like this is just broken it's also common, so it's legal and pauper. Yeah, that's yeah. going to be fun. And modern, I guess. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah, only commons are legal and modern now. Yes, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think this card is just insane, right? It's like... Yes. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I don't know, Especially maybe... with any land that can tap for more than one mana, or any like utility lands, like we were saying, as Kanta. Yeah, mm. like like lots of the flip lands yeah. tap for more than one mana. Yeah. Um, there's like the Gaia's Cradle one, there's the Artifact one. Yeah, although that hasn't seen any play, but this might, know. I don't know if this might be a thing going towards that. Like, yeah, with Search for Azkanta, it's like that's the most obvious combo in a control deck because you can leave mana open, and then if they play something you need to counter, you get to counter it and activate your Search for Azkanta yeah. using the extra three mana. Yeah, presuming you had the mana to activate the Azkanta mm-hmm. in the first place. Yeah. Um, you know, and if not, you just search. Uh, you just use your Ascanto as normal because that can be kind of the position you get into where you flip your Ascanto, but you keep having to use your mana every turn anyway, yeah. Yeah, and you never actually get to activate yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, or like also with the Scarab God, this lets you counter a spell and then also like still have mana to use the ability at the end of the turn and make yeah. a zombie if you have a, a, an extra. One. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, because I suppose it's like the back of all the economic moment is it's keeping man up anyway for those, for these things for a yeah. centre for yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So it's yeah. like it's just on top of that, you can also have a negate in your hand for free. Yeah. Yes. For free. Yes, so free much card. of these spells is or so much of these games in standard is is waiting until you get nine mana or whatever. Yeah. yeah. To to be able to play Scarab God and then just immediately activate it in case it dies. Yeah, yeah. So well, to be yeah. able to have like negate back up to protect it plus also be able to activate it is insane. Yeah, this is insane with Baral as well. It'll net you a mana. Uh yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. And you get to loot, which is yeah. sweet. Um I don't know, yeah, this card just seems great. Obviously it's three mana, like easier to cast than cancel, but only hits non creatures. Like maybe maybe I'm a little optimistic about this one and the three mana is just too much. Like I think it's definitely a sideboard card though at the least. Yeah. For control mirrors. I mean you always have to be like optimistic about free spells, right? Yeah, I mean yeah. it's just <laughs> it's crazy. So usable, like, yeah. like in control mirrors as well. This mean, this will mean you're able to like negate their glimmer and glimmer. Yeah, you know, yeah, uh, no, at yeah. the same turn yeah. like, with, with four mana. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Jesus, it's really insane. Oh yeah, I suppose we mentioned a bumper like you know in the the Tron deck, you can just untap a tower, a mine, the power plant. Yeah, yeah, net four mana. <laughs> Although at Great. instant Seven speed, mana. can you really oh, yeah. do that much with it? And you know. You can oh, cast yeah. another Pulsar Morassa or whatever, but... Oh, yeah, I mean, there's also... You have, like, those like, ghostly paper effects, and you have... Like, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 you yeah, cast yeah. those again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, sweet. God. But it's not like you can cast your Moldrifter off it or anything. No, yeah, so, no. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the fact that it is a counter spell, so it has to be cast under certain conditions, makes it not quite as powerful as some of the old free spells, like the... Mm. What was the Control Magic one, or... Yeah, it's uh, um, Bribery. Oh, no, yeah. uh, Treachery. Treachery, yeah. Treachery, yeah. Uh, or the... What was the one that was banned in Pauper? Cloud of Fairies. And Both banned, yeah. yeah. Both banned. So, yeah, maybe another ban incoming. Yeah. Yeah, because I suppose it's your attacks into using this when your opponent does something. So it's like you can't abuse it yourself. Yeah. You just have to kind of, like like, like these examples we just gave, if your mana's untapped anyway, that's yeah. how you're abusing it. But, but you yeah. certainly can't build your deck in such a way that you yeah. can make use of the mana at instant speed. Yeah. So, yeah, interesting card. Uh, do you want to go for your other one as well? Oh, yes. And then uh, I'll just do mine. Yeah, so on... on I mentioned a card. Well, on the theme of cards that don't go into Tron, uh, four mana card being one. Uh, I'm. I have you can totally put that in there. This top of mine on a on a power plant. Yeah, and then a, you can make a zero zero, make a one one. Yeah, or you yeah. draw a card. Yeah, it's true. So wait, what is the card? And so the card, yeah. and then your next two cards are Karn and Wormcoil Engine. They're like, uh, what do I yeah. give you? <laughs> That's pretty good actually. Uh, well, this card is Damping Spear. So this is a, a two mana artifact. Uh, it says, if a land is tapped for two or more mana, it produces colorless instead, one colorless mana instead of any type and amount. What? Wait. What? It produces windings. I, 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 I felt like I read a card. So it produces and has the winning symbol. It produces black A single instead. colorless mana instead of any type oh. or amount it would produce. It, so I'll read exactly what it says. If a land is tapped for two or more mana, yeah. it produces windings instead of any other type and amount. Right, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, so it would never be the same as what it was happening before. Yeah, it'll just yeah. produce colorless instead of whatever it was going to do. Oh, instead of any, sure, yeah, yeah okay, yeah. right. Uh, but also yeah. has uh, each spell a player casts costs uh, one generic mana more to cast for each other spell that players cast this turn. Okay. Um, Oof, this card is insane. Yeah. The speed flavor text is a Thran relic that spent 10,000 years doing absolutely nothing. Um, so sweet. Yeah. It's also uncommon. It's so common, yeah. Strange. Exactly. Cards like this are often rare. Yeah. Yeah, this would be like, I don't know, I guess this is going to be very popular in modern mm. and probably a little, little see some play in Legacy, I'd imagine, as well. Mm -hmm. Maybe a little bit. 
maybe yeah. not. I don't know, but it would just be like a fiver or something straight away. Otherwise, if it was a rare, so. definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they just but want I to mean, get a lot of copies out. Like there. we do see like very narrow like hate cards, like graveyard hate cards and stuff like that. Yeah. that often do get put at yeah, rare. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. But uh, yeah, very glad to see this one at uncommon. Yeah, and it's. Card. Did you say the cost of it as well? Two? Yeah, two. Yeah, just two. Yeah, generic. Yeah, so kind of. I think when I first saw this, everyone was like. Well, because everyone hates Tron so much, everyone was straight away saying, oh, this card's going to be the death of Tron. Uh, and then kind of my reaction first was, oh, well, Tron can still play under a Blood Moon because uh, mm-hmm. you're still, like, your your permanents are still destroying, are still, like, you, know, you just play, under Blood Moon, you just play seven nons out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you cast a card and kill it. Yeah. And, then, and then you get the game back. So, but then I suppose that's kind of based on the fact that uh, when, like, Blood Moon deck plays Blood Moon, they're slowing themselves down a lot as well, especially if, if they, like, if they see you're on Tron, they're going to beeline towards a turn three Blood Moon, even, even if they don't get like all their basics out, or even if it's not very beneficial for them, they just want to get Blood Moon down as soon as possible. And then because, it, unless they have a threat, uh, the Blood Moon will slow them down and give you enough time to come back and win. Yeah. Whereas, because this deck, Dampton's Fear, can be played in a deck that, it, it can almost just be an asymmetric of the deck. It, it, can only, it, it may only affect a Tron player and not affect a player who played it. So, yeah. Uh, maybe some stuff like Jund just jams us in mm-hmm. and all of a sudden now it has this one sided A card mm-hmm. uh, and then it's still going to put pressure on because like, that, that will be a far more effective uh, Tron Hoser card than, than Blue Moon has been yeah. um, and then it was just incidentally being very good against Storm as well is well, just extra upside yeah. totally kill Storm you can't, you can't do anything yeah. I think as a Storm mm-hmm. player yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah it's very I suppose I don't know, how would this work with I mentioned Jund there I'm thinking how, would this, does this switch off or does this make a, does this make Blueberry Elf cost five essentially. No, it makes the Cascade spell cost one. Cost, a cost one. Yeah. So, yeah, it's so it, it, does, it does disrupt Blood Yeah, yeah. So they bit, won't. Yeah. They yeah. They won't want to cast Bloodbraid mm. unless they have the extra. Unless mana. they have yeah. the extra mana, basically. Yeah. But it is only a. It's only a, an additional cost of one. It's not the worst. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, if you're ramping into Bloodbraid Elf and stuff, yeah, you won't have that though. Mm. It's, it's. I don't think you're going to want to bring this in against Jund in general though. It doesn't yeah. seem. Oh, no, it's like Jund. Jund no, 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 for for Jund. Oh, for Jund. Like yeah, could be could be annoying. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, if they get it down and it's good in the matchup, they're probably happy to just wait an extra turn on yeah. all their stuff anyway. Yeah, yeah. I think, and because they've they've slowed down the Tron layer so much, they just need to be they just need to have one thread out. Like, yeah. one boy for one. I mean, it is it is also slightly annoying for them in terms of like probably there's a lot of turns where Jund wants to cast, let's say, uh, Thoughtseize and then like a two mana threat mm-hmm. uh, on three mana, and they can't necessarily. Let's say they. Let's say they play a discard spell on turn one. They play this on turn two. On turn three, if they have a one and a two in their hand, they can't play them both. Yeah, sure. Yeah, play the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. And like John, like and kind of Grixis Shadow in those decks, like a lot of the appeal is like playing these super efficient spells and stuff, and you yeah. have a lot of like one mana interaction and stuff like that. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So it does hurt I you mean, a little bit. It, do, it mm. doesn't. It's not a big deal for the one mana interaction at instant speed because you can just yeah. wait till the other person's turn. Yeah. Um, and then you don't get the tax anymore because it's only on your on on each turn. Each isn't turn, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is pretty good. I don't know if it's actually particularly better than the options that are already there in terms of the hate cards against you know what the, what mm. this card wants to do. But I think it'll free up sideboard slots for the decks that want to play this. Yeah, which is just going to make them much better against the field. Yeah, right? it's That's also the colorless. Yes. So it's colorless. Yeah, it goes into lots of different decks. Yeah. Any deck that wants mm. it can use it. Yeah. It's pretty, um, pretty crazy. Yeah, and it, and it overlaps hate for two different types of yeah. very popular decks. Mm. So, but like, for example, a storm, like usually they're 
their hate piece or whatever is is a permanent. Mm-hmm. So like every storm player against every deck is usually bringing in a bounce effect or whatever anyway. Yeah. So True. they're still just going to be bringing in a bounce effect against yeah. this and then on topping and trying to combo off. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing. And yeah. then like like you were saying, Al, like as Tron, you're bringing in your nature's claims anyway because you assume they're going to have some hate if they can play hate. So like you're still just going to bring in nature's claim and I suppose yeah. Well, I suppose it's, it's it really is against white decks. You bring nature's claim just you bring your nature's claim just for. Uh, yeah, just for Sony Silence against a white deck. You bring it against Blood Moon, I imagine, as well. No? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, it would actually, yeah. But then, but then for decks that aren't playing, I know either of those, I think now with this card, you will be bringing Nature's Claim for every matchup. Yeah, you probably just have more Nature's Claims yeah. in your board. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, well, yeah, the, one, another kind of interesting and good thing about this is that it's an artifact, so artifact destruction is ubiquitous anyway. Yeah. So yeah, it also yeah. has good counterplay, despite yeah. being a powerful card itself. Yes. Yeah, so I don't think this is actually going to make the decks that it hates any worse directly mm. but I think it'll make a lot of decks better because it'll make their sideboards better like they no longer have to run you know like Blood Moon and whatever like Aether Sworn Cannon yeah, so yeah. I don't know what deck is running both of those cards but whatever <laughs> uh, you know Red like, White Hapers yeah Red White Hapers sure there that's a deck right yeah. so I, th- I think like just freeing up sideboard slots is actually a really good thing for modern in general as well because yeah. people complain a lot about be- it being as you know, a format where you just have to draw your sideboard cards or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this will give you a better chance to do that in all your matchups. Yeah, yeah. This, this does seem like a concerted effort to do just that. Yeah. yeah. It seems like they, you know, when you look at a card like that, it's like, that's not an accident, that card. No. Yeah. They like, designed that for a, a clear purpose, like Fatal Push as well. Yeah. yeah it's like, not for like, limited yeah. anyways. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, oh, what's the flavor of, like, why why did a Thran hate these two types of effects in particular? Like, they're, they would seem like two very separate effects mm-hmm. that are just channeled to one card because yeah. they're both popular cards in the decks of modern. Mm-hmm. Thran, just a very hateful matter. bunch of people. Their decks. Assholes. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, I'll do my cards now. Uh, mine are also slightly kind of not the, not the big... Um, Flashy ones? No. Well, yeah. my one was flashy. So yeah. White, the white card. That's true. Yeah, yeah. it's very flashy. <laughs> <laughs> um, my first one is uh, Adventurous Impulse, mm-hmm. which is uh, green. I love the name. Uh, green for a sorcery. Look at the top three cards of your library. You may reveal a creature or land card from among them and put it into your hand. Put the rest in the bottom in any order. This card's so good. It's very sweet. So it is. it brings some much-needed consistency to the green decks. Um... So the the mono green deck that's been bouncing around, the kind of red green monsters, mm-hmm. things like that. Obviously, commune with dinosaurs is an option, but if you don't want to run dinosaurs, you just want to run like solid creatures. Then you know you find yourself in these situations where you run out of gas and you're just relying on your top decks, and that's mm-hmm. really bad. Also, if you get unlucky and you get mana screwed, like this just allows you to run fewer lands but yep. have higher consistency. Mm-hmm. Uh, so more threats, basically. Uh, or more able to find your threats more quickly. Um, so this just just does a lot for the green decks in terms of consistency. I think it's a, an important piece because that's yeah. what they were lacking, really. Yeah, yeah. this is going to be a four-off, I think, in in every like kind of mid-range green deck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, it's not as like insane as things like other things that we've had recently, like a tune with ether or. I mean, commune with dinosaurs is obviously just better if you're playing a mm-hmm. dinosaur deck, yeah. but, yeah. you know, this can go in any green deck. It's also common, so also relevant in Popper, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, you obviously need to run a lot of creatures. Yeah. Like, you don't want to miss when you play this card. You want to have almost no. all creatures yeah. in your deck. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so if you have, like, 30 creatures and 20 land, 
or 22, yeah. 21, 22 land for this and yeah. whatever, four removal spells, four to six removal spells, yeah, whatever yeah. it is, you're, you're going to hit like some absurdly high percentage of the time. Mm-hmm. So that's an interesting card for me. Mm-hmm. And the other card that I want to talk about is slightly more flashy, but it's still just an uncommon. Um, I think this card is great. Obviously, it's going to be insane and limited, I think, but I don't know about constructed, but it, it seems very, very good. So it's a saga. Uh, it's the Eldest Reborn. Ooh. It's four and a black for an enchantment saga. Uh, the level one, so this happens immediately when it comes in, is each opponent sacrifices a creature or planeswalker. So that's probably the not the most powerful effect on it, but like that's the big payoff mm-hmm. at the one, mm-hmm. which I think is important for this card. Definitely, yeah. I yeah. Think if you're paying five mana. Like. It's five mana, yeah, so yeah. you want it to have an immediate impact on the board. If, it was yeah. the, if the two effect was first... This would be terrible. Yeah. Um, so the two effect is each opponent discards a card. Yeah, that is terrible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not great. It's so on like, turn six. It's going to happen on turn six. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, it's Five quite possible six, that yeah. the person, the your, your opponent possibly discards nothing. Yeah. You know, yeah, maybe yeah. their hand is empty. Um, I mean, they get the choice as with all thing, you know, as mm-hmm. with all discard. But they know it's coming as well. Yeah, yeah they know it's coming, so, exactly. So yeah, they can just yeah. make an effort to have terrible stuff in their hand. Yeah. And be like, yeah, grant. Or discard like a champion of wits or yeah. anything, whatever. So that's that's not the best one, but it's, you know, it could be it could be useful. Um, and then the third mode was, this is the real power. So, it you know, one and three is where the real power is in this card. Um, three is put target creature or planeswalker card from a graveyard a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control oh. yeah this is insane so yeah. any creature or, or planeswalker from any graveyard Jesus now, it does happen two turns after you play the card which yeah. is a long time it is mm-hmm. like it's very possible the game could be over yeah when you spent your turn five just edicting them yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but if this it also if, does target as well so I mean they can Scarab God in response or something like that. Oh, oh that's yeah. kind of a bummer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that that does have an impact. But I think that this card has a lot of power. Yeah, definitely. But it's mm. very slow, obviously. Very, very slow. We're talking turn seven for that third effect. Yeah. yeah so I suppose yeah, and I think it's and like we said because we're seeing it so far away, it's like they can, they can during that time they can play a Scarab God and have mana untapped. Yeah. Uh, before it gets there. Yeah. But as I was then looking at other matchups. Yeah, like maybe just like in, in maybe in any other kind of fair range matchup. Like yeah. by turn seven, there's gonna be you're gonna have a huge choice of stuff in the graveyard. Assuming your choice won't be disrupted by some other effect. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a pretty cool card. I think it's flavor wise, it's like kind of two pieces of cruel ultimatum and like Nicole Bolas Planeswalker with his minus. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's very sweet. It's it. The the art is also awesome. It's something about Nicole Bolas. I don't know. He was reborn or something. Who knows? Yeah, yeah nobody, yeah. nobody knows. I haven't really followed any of the saga lore at all. I, I, I have. Really I've been. Yeah, I, I've, it's actually a lot of them have made me go back and look at some of the old stories, mm. and mm. I've actually been very interested in them. Cool. Like the like who Yogmoth was and yeah. stuff like that is kind of awesome. Also, the story back then was routinely terrible and stupid. But, <laughs> yeah, stupid yeah. is a good word. They so, picked the good bits though. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. especially if you go onto like. Uh, What's the like the Wikipedia for yes for just, magic? Just Wiki or MTG Wiki or something, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, like if you go in there and they you, you see the summaries and it's like they like they condense they're condensing like several books worth of mm. lore into like five paragraphs or whatever. Mm. And as you're like, and then this person went from here to here, and then they allied with this person. You're like, what? Like two lines ago, that was their mortal enemy. What happened? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So uh, it doesn't always make sense when you're reading about it in wiki form, but uh, it seems awesome. Yeah, in uh, saga form it makes sense. Like, yeah, saga yeah. form, total sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, I was reading today about um, the, you know, the Evera Halcyon Witness card? So yeah. it's like the 4-4 four, four that you pay for to swap oh, yeah. your life total and its power. Mm. Um, and then the flavor text, so the, the, the image of the card was spoiled today, and the flavor text said something about the Null Moon. And I was like, mm. what the hell is the Null Moon? It's probably got Emrakul in it or something. No, it was a it was a Tran spaceship. Holy shit! Uh, that went around doing stuff. I don't know what it was doing, but then it got abandoned and it became a moon. Cool. And it oh, just wow. it just accumulated white mana for thousands of years, Ooh. and then Gerard smashed the weatherlight through it and cracked it open like an egg <laughs> to channel all the white mana to try and kill Yogmoth. Did it work? Kind of. Alright. Yeah. That's class. Yeah, like, yeah, like, uh, even, even, How like, dumb is that? Yeah, like, even just now, I got the feeling that so many of these Dominary cards have given me that, like, I felt like, you know, Urza and the Brothers War, I don't know much about it, but I yeah. know, I feel like I have a fair kind of grasp on, like, yeah, I know what Jack Harder is, Jack Harder is, and then yeah. Then all of a sudden, I just hear something bonkers out of nowhere that I had no idea existed, like, yeah, Jared flying a fucking spaceship into the moon. Into big space cream egg. Yeah. It's like a Final Fantasy IV when they all hop in a space whale and go to the moon. Exactly. It's exactly the same yeah. as that. Yeah. Yeah. Weatherlight confirmed space whale. <laughs> the weatherlight had consciousness. Did you know that? No. Know that we, also, we also have the weatherlight in this yeah. set. Yeah. yeah it's and it's a vehicle. It's so a vehicle, does, yeah. does it not have consciousness anymore? I couldn't tell you, to okay. be honest. Like Knight right. Rider. Yeah. Because I would have think it would just... Rider. It should just yeah. be an artifact creature then if it... <laughs> it used to be a, a card as well. I don't remember what color it was. It was an artifact as well, wasn't it? Uh, was it? Yeah, it was yeah, an artifact. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, it was an artifact, but it wasn't. A, wasn't. A I don't big. think it was a creature either. Was it? Oh, I could tell you. I think, I think no, I don't a, think it was. was I think it, it was. A, I think it was just an artifact that had like a tap ability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mana payment ability. But uh, yeah, apparently it had a consciousness, and oh. it died when it went through the known moon. Oh well. Yeah. You know, you yeah. knew the risks when you took the job. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> Stupid ship. Yeah. Um, all right. So that, that concludes our Dominaria discussion for this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be going back to more cards next week, and then mm. obviously uh, we'll probably have a have a chat about the limited archetypes or what we think the limited archetypes will be next yeah. week, because mm-hmm. um, the pre-release will be the week that week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah. The end of that week. Yeah. Full spoiler on Friday. Yes, full spoiler on Friday. Looking forward to it. So there's there's still a good few cards that haven't been spoiled, right? Or like they weren't in the leak. Yeah, it's a big set. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um so we'll talk chat a little bit about the, the GPs that happened over the weekend. Sure. Um I didn't watch too much of them. It was a double weekend double GP weekend in, in Seattle. There was the legacy GP first into the standard GP. All I watched was a bit of the standard GP on Sunday. Um did you guys catch any of the Legacy? Yeah, I watched some Legacy. I watched yeah. three or four rounds, probably. What was like the What was the big story of the Legacy tournament? Uh, definitely your man who won, who I cannot remember his name. I think his name was Daniel but, Duterte. Yeah, it was. Yeah, he uh, he essentially went undefeated at the Grand Prix. Yeah. He, he scooped his friend into top eight in the last round. But yeah, that's so he conceded the last round, which he you know he may have won if he had yeah. played it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he had the opportunity to go for the 18-0, which had never been done before at that time. Uh, and then it was done just the next day. That is crazy. By the winner of the, the standard GP, of the standard yeah. GP Ganyan Monored, eighteen oh first time ever at a GP. Amazing. Fair, fair play for dream crushing his opponent in the last yeah. round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> his opponent was so annoyed. Yeah. Uh, Wondered his opponent would actually get into top eight as well. I don't know because I, 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 yeah. I had stopped watching at the end of round fourteen. I don't know how the parries even work when someone's fourteen zero. Like 
Yeah, I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, Are you yeah. happy to go breakers if your opponent was? Yeah, yeah, you would, yeah. That's true, yeah, you yeah. would, you would. Like, if his opponent was... They might have both just been locked for top eight. If his opponent yeah. was 13 and 1, then, yeah, they yeah. could have both been locked and just yeah. been like, yeah, let's play. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, pretty cool. So he was on Mono Red. I didn't look at his list, did you? Well, sorry, just to go back to the oh, legacy sorry, GP. Legacy, what, yeah, yeah. What, was there anything interesting that happened there? Uh, not really. Delver won the tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, Delver was good in the tournament. Seemed to be yeah, a fair bit of Delver. Uh, Sam Black top-aided with lands. Apparently, oh, yeah, I did yeah. watch a little bit of that, yeah, actually. Yeah. It's very good, actually, watching him pilot. Apparently, he'd yeah. never played the deck before. Which is yeah. insane for a deck like so that. So that is insane. Lands, yeah. lands a very complicated deck to play. Yeah. He was <laughs> like... Fetching for I, like there was multiple times where I was watching. I was watching one match and I was like, "Oh, he's dead on board." And then he just like crop rotation, and I'm just like, "Well, what's what's he getting? What, there? what, possibly what can he get? possibly yeah. get that yeah, stops yeah. him from dying here?" And then he puts what's it called? Glacial, glacial chasm. chasm. Yeah, oh, yeah. I was like what is this card? It's <laughs> insane. Yeah, glacial yeah. chasm is so good in the deck because uh, so it's basically it's a it's a land when it enters the battlefield, you have to sacrifice a land. It has cumulative upkeep, pay two life. And it says, uh, prevent all damage that would be done to you, I think. Yeah, and it also says creatures you control can't attack. Yeah, creatures you mm. control can't attack as well. Not relevant in lands. Yeah, so it lands... Well, I mean, you're 2020. Yeah, sometimes. It's yeah, good. so in lands, once you have the life from the land lock set up, you can just keep sacrificing it every turn instead of paying for the upkeep, yeah. and then you can just loam it back to your hand from your graveyard and replay mm. it. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. And you need an exploration as well, so you can play two lands a turn, because you have to sacrifice land when it comes in. Yeah. Yeah. But basically that just gives you as many turns as you need of, yeah. of playing the Glacial Chasm. Yeah. Uh, and then you can also Punishing Fire or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you'll just win the game with yeah. something. So it's really sweet. Uh, very obnoxious to play against, I would yeah. imagine. Drop of Funny also obnoxious to play against. Yeah, that card's very stupid. Mm. Uh, there's, there, yeah, Lance plays a lot of the really dumb cards. Yeah. Like, like Tabernacle, Tabernacle is yeah. really stupid as yeah. well. Uh, yeah, it's. A, I mean, it's a really cool deck, but... It, it is just a collection of like some of the stupidest lands they've Ultimately, very silly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's very cool though. Yeah. And yeah, fair play to Sam for top eighting. That's insane. If yeah, you, that's mm, unbelievable. Playing Legacy and never playing a deck before yeah. top eighting is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, What a guy. So uh, then the standard GP, I suppose the story of the standard GP was this blue-red God Pharaoh's gift that just yeah. like blitzed out of nowhere to like, I think there was three copies in the top eight, five yeah. copies in the top 16. Um, it's not a deck that was completely unknown before. Um, Simon Nielsen, I believe it is, uh, has been playing it online quite a lot. Tomb mm-hmm. Simon is his, his uh, Magic Online name. Um, I think the real... So, so if people are not aware of this deck, it plays lots of um, like sack, sack guys like Beaumont Courier and Fanatical Firebrand and he uses the Gate of the Afterlife and yeah. God Pharaoh's Gift combination uh, rather than... Um, Rather than the white refurbish, uh, refurbish yeah, mm-hmm. um, so that's why it's, it's a little bit different. But it's very easy to get the creatures into your graveyard. You have like champion wits as well. You have walking ballista, which you can play to play play for zero to you know gain a life and put mm-hmm. potentially up to two creatures in, in your graveyard. Um, and it also plays combat celebrant, which is a key part of its uh, kind of combo, yeah. uh, where it can bring combat celebrants back from the graveyard, exert them to get another combat step and another Godfarer's gift trigger. Yeah, you get another celebrant. Um, so you get another celebrant, exert again. Yeah. You end up having three combat steps in a turn with a bunch of four fours, and it's kind of insane. Yeah. yeah. Um. But the interesting thing about this revised version of the deck is they were all playing Warkite Marauder, 
which is insane with ping effects. Oh, yeah. So everybody has like fanatical firebrands and walking ballistas, and they're just attacking with Orkite Marauder, making someone's hazard at a zero one, Jesus. and then just pinging it off the battlefield and getting to loot and draw and gain a life. Wait, does it lose indestructible as well? Yeah, it loses yeah. all it abilities. Loses all abilities. Yeah, it loses all abilities sweet. becomes a zero one. Class, even yeah. even rekindling Phoenix, you can attack into rekindling mm-hmm. Phoenix and, and ping it, and it loses the ability Ooh. of return. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Or, that's or awesome. it loses the ability of creating making, with, egg, making yeah. the token. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, really sweet. Scarab God it kills. It kills anything. Yeah, it's except crazy. for expert things. Awesome. Okay, oh, never mind. I was going to say, Gideon if. Uh, oh, right, no. Yeah, yeah would you? But you if have you, to attack to make it happen. Though, if you could, you? Uh, if you could play a sneakier attack and make it attack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you need two combat steps. You have to basically for for. Yeah, 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 yeah that would be. Yeah, that would but be. you do get multiple combat, combat steps with uh, combat settlement. You do. And, that uh, is true. I think I'm. I, I'm. I'm probably thinking of a different version. Like, I've seen a version like this online. Lot, um, does play like all the clone creatures from the graveyard. Um. So I think there was a version with like are you talking about Protein Raider? Yeah, yeah. So, so I think one. there was a version with that, but this version doesn't. But it does play two Vizier of Many Faces. I think okay. most of them played one, two Vizier of Many Faces. Yeah. So um, I'm not really sure. I assume that's just to, uh, as an extra copy of Combat Celebrant. I think it kind of helps you. Just that's your main infinite base hope yeah. for it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then obviously it's there as a value creature if you need yeah. it. Yeah, that's crazy. And then, and then so obviously with each combat step you're getting another big value creature out of the graveyard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're probably just winning, like yeah. So that deck kind of came out of nowhere to do very well this weekend. I'm not really sure, like what 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 do you think could possibly have led to to, to people, um, saying I want to be on this deck. Nobody mm-hmm. nobody's playing a bright at the moment, right? It's all blue black players. Yeah, yeah, that's probably a big factor. Yeah, because yeah. there's no there's no scarf gods in the top eight. No scarf gods in the top eight. I don't, don't even know if there was any scarf. Oh, there was scarf gods in the top sixteen. Like, um, I think Brad Nelson. Brad Nelson was mm-hmm. like yeah, with blue yeah, black yeah. scarf god. Yeah. Um. Also, Warpipe Marauder, I think, is just good against that deck. So I, I in the we played uh, Game Day or Star Championships, mm-hmm. whatever it's called, at the weekend, and I played in final round against a Warpipe Marauder, like a blue-red kind of Enigma Drake deck, mm-hmm. and Warpipe Marauder was an absolute pain yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, so I think the Scarab God deck does kind of have a little bit of trouble with Warpipe mm-hmm. Marauder. Yeah, yeah. You need your creatures to be, like, especially if you're relying on things like Gonti to block loses death touch yeah, yeah. So. I think you can literally never beat control with this deck right probably never yeah yeah um, like hard control yeah um, yeah like counter spells even I mean disallow ruins your day yeah on mm. like a gate to the afterlife yeah. like if you sack the gate to the afterlife if that gets disallowed you're that's pretty bad pretty yeah. sad yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah but the deck seems insane and also I saw it doing very well against like mono red or black black red aggro as well mm-hmm. obviously yeah. because rekindling phoenix and hazard are not that good against yeah. workout marauder yeah and mm. um, obviously those decks also have plenty of magnus rays shocks those things but um i think it, it plays a very good well not very good but a decent b game of fair beat down with like bomb courier and well that's the thing if marauder. you're playing against an aggro deck and they're trying to trade with you you're going to win the late game because you have God Pharaoh's gift. Yeah, like yeah. they're just not gonna win if the game goes long. Yeah. So, yeah. And people were trimming on the abrades. Yeah. So exactly. Yeah. 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 So yeah, in- interesting enough uh, finish for for that deck. I think the other people in the top eight there was like maybe two copies of Black Red Aggro. Mm. I know yeah. uh, Jerry Thompson was on Black Red Aggro. Um, yeah. He made the top eight. Uh, I think there was one Sultai Snake, yeah, and then one something else. So there was three, three blue red, two black red. One Sultai Snake, and obviously two more things. I don't remember exactly what they were. Um, 
but yeah, I think it was all it was all aggressive decks basically. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you could argue a bit about Sultai whether it's strictly aggressive or mid range, but mm. they were all they were all decks that want that wanted to be attacking their opponents. Yeah, definitely. So that was yeah strange bit of a strange exactly, result yeah. at this point in the standard meta game. Like, yeah, definitely would have predicted that. Predicted no. that. Like, it's definitely like, going to be a change player. so much. Yeah. yeah, people are going to play this deck now because like maybe if it had just won the GP. People would be tried and be off it for a week, but yeah. with, with three copies in the top eight, I think people are yeah. going to be really on this deck for mm-hmm. the next week or two. Yeah. Uh, Monored, of course. That's the, oh, yeah. that's oh, the deck that won. That's, good <laughs> yeah, that's sure, one yeah. of the other ones. Yeah. I can't remember the, the eighth one. Um, yeah, people will definitely be on this. It's going to be probably a little bit hard to find combat settlements because they are mythic. God, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't want to play them anyway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I don't foresee myself playing this deck. To be no, honest. probably not. Yeah. It seems a bit fragile. Like... I, I would play it, I think. But, yeah? Yeah, All but right. not... I mean, not now. <laughs> I think I do like the core idea of uh, like Warcry, Warcry Marauder and ping and stuff. That yeah. seems pretty yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, that's very sweet. But I don't know. The combo aspect seems a bit fragile to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So do you want to move on to our Legacy Tournament report? Yeah. Cool. Yes. So right. we, you have to take it away because yeah, 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 I right do not know about this. And I did not do very well. Uh, this was in uh, so uh, myself and your own played your own played in a Legacy Sables tournament in the Black Sheep yeah. uh, on Sunday morning. Uh, so this was a sixteen person event. Uh, it was a pretty good turnout. Uh, your prizes were Legacy Sables, including um, uh, Tropical Island, um, Snapcaster Mage. Yeah, first place got a Tropical Island. Second place got Snapcaster Mage. Third and fourth because uh, it was sixteen players, it was cut to a top four. Third and fourth got Aether Vial, yeah. uh, one Aether Vial each, and then as well there was a Fluster Storm for the best performing deck with no proxies in it that hadn't already received a prize. Right. Yeah. Um, so it was a proxy event as well. You mm. could have as many proxies as you want. This is how the events are always run in the Black Sheep. Try to get people to play Legacy. So for yeah. anyone anyone listening who has a printer, you know, just go in Ireland. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just just go. Oh, yeah, I, I I probably would never play Legacy at all. Uh, it wasn't for this. Um, yeah, no, I love Legacy. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I played Monored Sneak Attack. Um, I unfortunately was not eligible for the for the no proxies because I had to proxy my through the breaches because they haven't arrived in the post yet. Uh, so, uh, close. so I had two two proxies in my deck, which is great. Yeah. But uh, and I don't know. I think I might have been in with a shot. I went I went two two, so I might have been yeah. in with a shot. Yeah, yeah. I've gotten that. Yeah. But uh, so in round one, I played against uh, Soul Tide Alver, uh, and I lost. It was uh, I just uh, game one I multi five. I uh, went for a turn one Blood Moon and got Force Weld um, or Dazed or something. Mm-hmm. So that was that game over. Game two got the lockdown Chalice on one uh, early on, and then just eventually won the game. I can't remember what with probably an Inferno Titan or something. Mm-hmm. Then game three uh, again, just they they had all the counter spells and were just able to kill me relatively quickly. Weren't, weren't that interesting sets of games, to be honest. So there's a lot of games that you play with this deck that isn't particularly interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, round two, I played against Johan on Jund, which was his second game ever playing Legacy. Uh, and a pretty brutal introduction, I think, to him. I think round yeah, one, yeah, he yeah. played against Storm. Round That's two, right, he yeah. played against Sneak Attack. So, right. yeah, pretty pretty tough stuff. Um, just Chalice is actually not very good in that matchup, and Blood Moon isn't particularly good yeah. as well. So your lock pieces are actually not great. So it is very possible to lose against mm. Jund. Uh, it's like the fair deck probably does that does the best against you yeah. because um, th- their spells are just spread kind of pretty well over one, two, and three mana. Mm-hmm. Um, and like obviously their threats are like Bob, Tarmogoyf, mm. uh, like Bloodbraid and stuff right, like yeah, that. Very good. So yeah, Chalice does nothing. And then they have basic yeah. Swamp and basic Forest in their deck anyway. Mm-hmm. So if they know to play against Blood Moon, play around Blood Moon, 
doesn't do that much. So against Johanna... But obviously your combo is very good against them. Yeah, they can't do anything. Well, the thing is, they have thought teases and hip to turrax and true, stuff like that, true, so yeah. it is quite hard to assemble the combo unless, okay, yeah. unless you just jam it straight yeah, away, sure. basically. Um, but yeah, I didn't board very much. Took out some chalices, because it's just not very good, and brought in... I can't even remember, like Chandra or something, I think. Yeah, value Just cards. whatever, value card. Uh, I won in two games, though, anyway. I was able to... Able to get a Blood Moon down uh, before he got any basics out and win that game. Uh, round three, what did I play against? Uh, I can't remember. Round four, I played against Storm and won. What was oh, I played against Olaf on blue-white control in mm-hmm. round three. Yeah. Uh, so that was that was actually a pretty good set of games. Um, game one, I knew he was on control. So it was his turn four, and I had Mountain and two Ancient Tombs out. So I had five mana, even though it was his turn four, because Legacy is a fair format. Uh, and then, so end of his turn, he had Island, Island, Plains, and a Fetch, I think. Uh, I tapped out to play Through the Breach on his end step, and he had a Flusterstorm for it. So then I untapped, um, played another Mana Source, can't remember what it was, played a Sneak Attack, with, I think it was a mountain. I played a sneak attack floating one mana because I tapped both my ancient tombs to play the sneak attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he had a counter spell. And then I had one more Simeon Spirit Guide to be able to Seething Song, play another sneak attack. And then I had an Emrakul in my hand. So if that one resolved, I would have won the game. Uh, but he had a force will <laughs> and, and a blue card. So he had literally three counter spells in the one turn. Fair enough. Or in the one turn cycle yeah, to, can't to really get me. Do a whole lot so that yeah, I, I felt like I played it the best I could, but yeah, he just yeah. had the hand to beat me. Um, and then he killed me with Jace. And then the next game I won, uh, just blood, or I blood sunned him out actually, which is wow. actually just oh, yeah. better than Blood Moon against his deck because like, he has a lot of basics. And if he has blue, blue, and then a load of fetch lands, he can cast Jace if he has Blood Moon, mm-hmm. but not if you have Blood Sun out. Okay. And it yeah. just cycles against him. So it's actually better in that matchup. It's probably the yeah. only matchup in Legacy where Blood Sun is better than yeah. Blood Moon. Yeah. Um, won that one and then in round or in game three he just jaced me out again I think so hard card to beat when you're trying to top deck like even if you have a sneak attack in play or whatever Mm -hmm. if they're fate sealing you every turn it's kind of hard to beat yeah but then uh, yeah then played against Sam in round four he was on storm and uh, game one I got a turn two blood moon down and then he untapped and killed me through it the next turn that was pretty sweet he played rain of filth so he was able to tap his fetch lands or, which were now mountains for red and then sacrificed them to make black so he was able to make all the mana he needed sure, it's all good yeah it was actually awesome it was really cool and then game I think that or that might have been I can't remember what game that was because I won an, I don't know if that, what game that was but I won another game anyway and then game three I had turn one chalice on one well it was really bad actually because he could taxi and probe me on the play uh, he saw pretty much nothing but a blood moon took the blood moon I top decked to chalice cast chalice on one uh, and then he untapped, wasn't able to go off that turn, and then I drew another Chalice and played another Ancient Tomb and Chalice on two. So yeah, I had Chalice on one, Chalice on two. It's basically impossible for yeah. a Storm player to win yeah. at that point, so it was pretty pretty much a savaging just two wow. brutal top decks in a row. <laughs> so that's why I play Magic, not for skill, just to try Boom. and get, get my opponents with, uh, <laughs> with my insane look. You drew the cards well, that's skill. I did, yeah. Once, once I was dead for top four, I started drawing well, so that was cool. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, so that was my tournament, I just yeah. did top four. Oh, speaking of dead for top four, I was also dead for top four. So <laughs> uh, round one, I played against Eduardo on... Well, I was, I was playing Grixis Elver, so the same deck we've been for the last few weeks. Uh, I was playing round one against Eduardo on um, an Esper deck. It was like, I guess it's called like an Esper Lingering Souls deck with, um, uh, with Gurmag Angler. Uh, it was with Gurmag Angler? 
Well, it was, it was, it, yeah, that's what it's called. I call it Esper Lingers Holds Deck. Yeah, sorry, with Mentor, uh, Monastery Mentor. Oh. So, Esper Mentor, I guess you call it. Oh, okay. Uh, so, he, he said it was a deck he kind of put together you know, to beat uh, Delver. And uh, beat Delver, it did, because I felt like I, I, I took game one. Um, well, the game, tokens are pretty good. Yeah, exactly. So, I had a. I think uh, game one, I was like, I was very far behind game one. I just resolved uh, Trinian Nemesis, which just dominated the game completely. Because mm. uh, Trinian Nemesis is a ridiculous card. Uh, game two and three, I felt like I didn't stand a chance. And in game two, I had a. I think I had a kind of a good sequence of a good, good few turns. I had a, I had a good few plays lined up, uh, kind of all kind of hinging around one um, Dara Shaman, uh, which he fatal pushed, and then kind of after that I was just like locked out, locked out, locked out of game on two lands. I think I would have been casting like another Trinian Trini Nemesis if mm-hmm. uh, that Dara Shaman had survived. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think game three he just resolved two Dara Shamans, which both kind of you know, work off each other, just, okay, yeah. just mm-hmm. being bonkers. Uh, yeah, so I kind of and then when really round round two was very similar. Round, round two played get played in the mirror. Um, I lost both of those games. I think I lost both of those games again, just from uh, like answering, you know, their turn one Dara Shaman, but then them them resolving another one, which I didn't have an answer to. Okay. And after I was like, ah, oh, Dara Shaman. It's like I used to I used to love Dara Shaman, but now I understand that that you know why everyone hates it because it yeah. is just uh, an obnoxious, stupid yeah, magic card. Um, yeah. Yeah. So then round three, I got to buy. Uh, so I got to watch. Nice. Got to drink beers and shed abuse to people. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, sixteen players. Oh yeah, someone yeah, dropped. Yeah, a bunch of people dropped, dropped when they were out too. Right, right, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. uh, then uh, round four, I played against Burn. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so I, I was really not familiar with Lexi Burn. Um, I suppose uh, it's it, it kind of it, has, it, it is quite similar to, to Modern Burn. Has the same kind of creatures, uh, except just has ridiculous cards as well. Uh, has I can't forget the name of the four red red sacrifice fire blast. Fire, fire blast. blast. Yeah. Yeah. It's a beast. Uh, so I, I I won that, but I think I, think I lost game two. Uh, but I won a dice roll, which I was. Obviously, a big part. It's a big deal. Yeah. Um, I think it's like you have Dari Shaman to kind of gain life, um, which kind of incident incidentally gain life. But I suppose they they could just stack through it really, uh, and then like the way the game, like if they, I suppose if the turn player plays correctly, they can uh, just dictate it so there's no creatures in the graveyard. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously, yeah, Dari Dar- 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 Shaman can be removed by other things like mm-hmm. Searing Blood and uh, Searing Blaze. Um, Idolon's very good against you. Yeah, actually, yeah, I think it was yeah like one game. Yeah, one, 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 one game or two Eidolons yeah. out and like, pff, yeah, yeah, two Eidolons. Like, they have Sulfuric Vortex usually as well. I don't know how many they play in the main usually now in Burn, yeah. but that stops you gaining life. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen some versions playing four. Like, yeah. yeah, well, you always have it in the sideboard. I don't know if people... Mm. I'd imagine people just play it in the main now with Death Row Chaman. I think so, yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe after. Because, um, yeah, so something I noticed that from... So, Johan played against his Burn player in round three. Um, then I, I noticed that when he went to sideboard, he had no sideboard slots at all that he hated to Burn. And then uh, I was like, ha, 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 John Player not having dedicated sideboard slots for Burn. Then when I went to sideboard, I was like, oh, I don't have any sideboard slots at all for Burn. <laughs> uh, and then I, kind of, I was going to start thinking, like, God, does anyone have any sideboard plots, uh, spots for Burn? I mean, you have Flusterstorm, I presume. No, actually, I actually don't, but, um, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, but yeah, obviously, Flusterstorm does work. Yeah. Um, but like not not to the same extent as like a modern, you see, like, dedicated sideboard slots for Burn. I mean, just nobody plays it, really. It's just not yeah. a very popular deck. So yeah. maybe that's, you know, the time is ripe to play it. It's pretty good. I mean, honestly, like when I was playing four color like Leovold Control online, I had a pretty tough time against Burn because mm-hmm. price progress is just insane. Yeah, you exactly. Know? It's yeah. like does, it's going to do like eight damage to you or something. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of like we kind of mentioned uh, off, uh, off mic that like obviously you're learning some kind of, you're losing some kind of value in Burn in Legacy because your opponent's off taking damage off shocks. But I suppose kind of price progress kind of undoes that. Um, yeah, it kind of, kind of, in a way, it turns their duels into shocks. Yeah, yeah. You just, you just have four more bolts as well with chain lining. Yeah, it's yeah, just exactly. a huge upgrade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah so uh, I'm gonna be playing Burn at the GP. Is uh, what I decided after after this. <laughs> um, 
Uh, because I suppose a lot of it was like those two things I realized was oh, first of all, I realized oh, this card is very this deck is very like the modern version, and I realized oh. No one's playing any cyber slots. Then I was like, "Oh, I own most of this deck already." Um, <laughs> and I, I kind of was resigned to the fact that I'll probably never own duels, like not for a very long time. Mm-hmm. You know, like oh, I'll, I'll never really own legacy deck. Uh, but now I it turns out I kind of do. You can just have one, yeah. I just have to go, go find twenty matching uh, mountains. Yep, and we're good to go. Um, but yeah, so now there's those that's there. That's That's fine. I have ten of your matching mountains yeah. already. So oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you give them to him, and I'll have the other ten. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah so, was, uh, so that is our deck of the week. So yeah, so that was that. Wraps our tournament report into our deck of the week, yeah. which is Legacy Burn, which we'll, we'll talk about in more detail. I have a list here. This is a very generic list, uh, I believe. Um, Although, did you play against Talia with this deck? Because that's not fun. Yeah, that's no. uh, against Death and Taxes. Is really, really bad for yeah. Burn. Well, yeah, well, I, I've heard. Well, I suppose once once I got on my head, I'm, I'm gonna start playing Burn. Like, yeah, listen, like I, I listened to the podcast. I think it was uh, ooh, Legacy Allure, Allure, MTG Allure. It's a, uh, a podcast. Not sure. Legacy. Legacy Allure is the name of a card, so that's probably the podcast name. Yeah, yeah. It was Patrick Sullivan. I'm not gonna talk about it. But he's, he's yeah. said that Naxxus is he, he considers it to be a very good matchup. Really? Um, really? Okay. Which, well, yeah, which I was surprised here. Yeah, he knows. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, obviously, you've, yeah, you've no, you've no uh, way to interact with unfair decks, but. Yeah, like we said, I think if everyone's playing these creature decks, uh, uh, like yeah, like leave all decks, uh, the um, yeah, and, and Elver, uh, which we, and we don't have dedicated Star Wars slots for burn. Maybe this is a chance to to burn them out. Yeah, yeah. there is a lot of Grixis to Elver at the moment. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, especially for that GB. Um, yeah, it was crazy. But yeah, so here's just a, a, a list of pull ups. So I haven't played this yet. Well, um, I'll I'll probably play it over the next week and and report on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, this list here has a. Uh, um, so yeah, creatures are four Goblin Guide, four Suit Sphere, and four Eidolons, which is quite very like uh, modern. Yeah. Uh, spells you've got Chain Lightning, which uh, here I mentioned is like a, an extra an extra bolt. Mm-hmm. Uh, la- uh, four sorcery lab spike, though, sorcery, yeah, sorcery bolt. Yeah. Uh, four lab spike, four lightning bolt, uh, four flame rift, mm-hmm. uh, four damage to each player. Yeah. Four uh, prize of progress, which damages each player base, uh, twice, yeah. double double non basic lands. Mm-hmm. Uh, four rift bolt, uh, and four fire blast. Fire Blast is insane. Magic class, yeah, yeah. So exactly. You can, it costs four red, red. You can instead sacrifice two mountains to do four damage. Yep. Or a creature player. Yes. To yep. any target, now we'll say. Any target. Yeah. Um, you got our mana base is 20 basic mountains. No, it'll still say target creature or player. This one will? Yeah. Because any target includes planeswalkers. Yeah, so, so that would this will be a rapid. Yeah. No, aren't there cards that are not changing? Yeah, but this that'll get changed. Like Lightning Bolt is being eroded, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, because player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then, so then, I suppose in this sideboard, uh, I think I think you've seen lots of different variations of sideboard. This has a two searing blaze, four searing, searing blood, which I guess is for creature decks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, two <laughs> smashes smashes which is for Italis, which is challenged. Uh, so for order artifact decks, um, one sudden shock. Well, what do you play sudden shock? Sudden shock. In fact. Yeah, it could be good, right? Like classically, that's what you played against. But. Yeah, mm. uh, we got four exquisite firecraft for uh, that can't be countered. It's just against control. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and then damage in. Yeah, yeah. And then you mentioned two. So this one has two sulfuric vortex. Don't do it. Wait, sorry. The firecraft is in the sideboard. Yeah, yeah. Don't a lot of them play it in the main. I, mean, I think some lists probably do. Yeah, it's very expensive though. Yeah, yeah. Very very right. I think yeah. it's yeah. yeah. So it seems like um. It's all <laughs> It does seem like that there, there is like kind of very, like variation kind of swapping stuff around. Like some some burn lists do play fetch lands just yeah. to make your searing blazes better. Mm-hmm. That's if you're playing them in the main. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, think, I think that really is like a meta call. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so kind of so you, you literally can't just make it work with just basic mountains. If yeah, you want. exactly. Yeah, and then, yeah, and like, <laughs> like it, it is one hundred percent just for a budget reason why I'm playing this. Yeah, uh, but it's kind of like I suppose they say with Legacy, it's you know, Legacy is a format that rewards you being really, really good at one deck. It's not like mm-hmm. you can. It's not like Modern or Standard where like there's a correct deck to play this weekend. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Golf Heroes Gift was a correct deck to play mm-hmm. in, in 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 the GP uh, this weekend. So mm-hmm. I think it's like yeah, it's probably worth my wildest. Yeah, because I have this deck, I'll just play it and get good at it and practice mm-hmm. it. Um, and take down a GP. Yep. Burned up Burningham. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yes. Yeah, so they, we, we are going to Birmingham, but I'm, I'm only going to be playing in the standard portion. Yeah. Well, you two are going to be playing Legacy as well, so. That's yeah. the plan. Yeah. No, the yeah. plan is to only play Legacy and win it. Yeah, do, by do, do you think that at the GP, at a GP, there'd be more people playing Burn? I actually think so, yeah. And I, I think it's like it, access to cards, physical cards. Yeah, and I, I think it's like classically Burn is like a. A deck that a lot of new players do play. Yeah, and um, this one that Patrick Sullivan went and talked at length. It was like it is it it's so it ha- and, and it does have like a high floor because it's like it, it can just it, it can win by itself basically or it can it can uh, get free wins if your opponent summons a mana. Yeah, but then there's also there also is a very high ceiling because yeah it is difficult to play well and like a lot of it just comes down to just playing around. Like you play around those soft counters your opponent has, the phases. Yeah, it's and kind of timing players. restrictions is, is the main yeah. thing to know mm-hmm. about when you're playing burn decks, right? Yeah, exactly, and it's. Uh, yeah, so I, 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 so I suppose I imagine, and then one, one thing he also said was that usually in small tournaments, to be a lot of burn players, whereas yeah. that decreases when the tournament gets bigger. Okay. Um, don't know why that is, but that's the funny he said. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's like... Well, I think be- the bigger tournaments with Legacy, there's a lot of people who, who like are really into Legacy and only get to play Legacy very rarely. So I think Legacy GPs attract a huge percentage of the actual number of people that act, that play Legacy. Yeah. That makes sense, yeah. Because they have to go there, whereas the number of people who are just casually like, oh, I want to play Legacy, I'm going to do everything I can to get a deck, like yeah. yourself, yeah. Are, is smaller. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. So those are the people who would be looking to play Burn. Yeah. Um, um, it's, I think, I imagine it's a similar thing in Modern, where Burn is also, you know, slightly less expensive than other decks. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, so hopefully those still, are still kind of expensive. yeah. <laughs> So yeah, hopefully those are players that I'll beat. Yes, yeah, it's exactly. Like GP. Yeah, um, just gonna win yeah. some dice rolls. Exactly. Yeah. So, so you can just practice, practice, for, dice. practice yeah. for the yeah. for the, the next month rolling dice. Mm-hmm. You can at it. And call in odds or evens or whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, whatever way people want to determine the, the thing randomly these days. What's yeah. the, the the three cards? Rock, fish, stone, other animal, dinosaur, paper, paper, paper tiger, rock, lobster. Oh and, right. Yeah. What's the scissors? Scissor lizard. Scissor lizard. Scissor lizard. Yeah. yeah, scissor lizard. And the to uh, any, have you ever played against someone who wanted to do that? I did, yeah, yeah. And what did you tell them? <laughs> I told them to fuck off. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it, was, it? it was it was at a side event, so I was like, yeah, grand. Oh, okay. He's very enthusiastic about it. Okay. Uh, I think it was during that whole dice roll controversy of of um, there's there's an article. Did we talk about this? Uh, I don't. Oh, we don't, don't want to go into it, but basically, it's like kind of no, during that, with no. like people talking about. How uh, someone had begun on post saying that they always have this you know, thing to play. It's this, you know, this rock, paper, scissor game to play instead yeah. of dice rolls. And like, the same kind of, yeah, obviously you're getting mixed responses because it, it, it's kind of a silly way to determine the game. But it's fun, but like, just roll the dice. Yeah. That's I mean, whatever. Yeah. I did like the suggestion, though, that, that uh, they should just print out who won the dice roll with the pairings. They really should, yeah. I, know, I, would, yeah. I would much prefer that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I used to play much better. Yeah, I, I, I used to play chess and. One thing I noticed with tournaments is that the printouts look exactly the same as you do with Magic. Oh, really? So yeah. I, I, my first assumption was, oh, maybe it's just the same software. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyone who's heard this, I heard your own suggestion has said that it's just uh, WR. Can't be done. Technology's not there yet. Typical Blizzard response. Blizzard's up to coast. Goddamn you, Blizz. No, clearly 
they can figure that out if they try hard enough and they should. Yeah. yeah. And they should also do the thing like in chess where it evens out the number of times you're on the play and the draw. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's yeah. why I want it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. then no one can complain. Because if, 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 if it was just random and it was printed there, they'd be like, oh, yeah. stupid yeah. dice rolling. Shuffler. <laughs> yeah, shuffler's broken. Yeah, whitelisted. <laughs> you always cry to the bottom when it's on the top. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. I think that's going to do it for us this week. Um, I will endeavour to put that article by Patrick Sullivan yes. if you send me that link yes. it is called uh, Burn vs. Counters he talks about kind of how, to, yeah, how to play around different counter spells and legacy and uh, what's right and what's I mean, right I mean I assume some of these principles are probably okay for modern as well yeah, actually yeah, he mentioned modern yeah, yeah. so <coughs> cool. it's known to counter spells in format yeah, yeah. so Patrick Sullivan the, the master of Burn yeah. Um, yeah so that's going to be it for this week we'll be back next week hopefully maybe in the same location who knows Ooh, yeah. Yeah. surprising could be over the internet yeah. over the tubes Um Thanks for listening. Will we? Um, you can find us on Facebook. Yep. You can. It's uh, it's facebook.com forward slash skullcrack. You can find us on Twitter at skullcrack. You can email us skullcrackpodcast at gmail dot com. Yep. Uh, find us on iTunes and rate and review us or oh, yeah. whatever you do That'll on iTunes. Yeah. 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 We still Although, don't have any. I don't think, or not enough for it to be reflected uh, in the show. We definitely have one. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely yeah. have one. Um, I'm going to endeavour to get us up on Spotify as well. What? Cool. That'd be sweet. Uh, I think there's supposed to be some kind of merging of iTunes and Spotify where it's easier now to get on. But anyway, you don't have to worry about that. I'll worry about that. Cool. You'll be able to hear us on Spotify if you don't already. Is that how we Uh, start making the millions? That's, yeah, that's where we make our billions. Spotify. Uh, um, (laughs) Thanks to Barry Cannon for our theme music. You can get his YouTube and and what have you in our our show notes as well. And that's it. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. some spoiler cards from Wizards next upcoming set called Tala Time Warp <laughs> this is not a real set it's uh, cards you made up um, so for, for, for some for people who, who want to know a little bit more about Tala Time Warp um, our little spiel this is what's called our, our blurb is although mana flows through the plane of Earthrealm no living mortal has learned how to harness it instead its citizens have turned to the magic of science to improve their lives that is until a solar eclipse causes a rift in time and space, rendering the technology of humans useless while opening up portals to times long forgotten to legend. Uh, with Havoc reeking through the streets, only legendary heroes forgotten in time can save the day. And Planeswalkers <laughs> coming from other... The Gatewatch are going to turn up. <laughs> That's it. Um, what a great blurb. Yes. All right, so we've, been, yes. so we've been designing some top... Top down? Yeah. Top down. I, I always get that means Minor top down. Top down, top down designs. Uh, last week we had a big bag of hands with the lads. Uh, we also recorded this podcast. No, we, one of the cards was called uh, Big Black <laughs> the Lads. They will you had a Satanta, was Satanta, it? Satanta, yeah. Gifted Youth, I think. Gifted Youth. Front side. Cool, so now we've got some more cards. So that's Sneakier Attack. Sneakier Attack from Hero. That was a bottom-up yes, yeah. card. That was a bottom-up. Yeah, it yeah. was, yeah. All right. Well, I don't know if it was anything bottoms up, to be honest. Class. It was yeah, cool. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, so, uh, I, so I suppose for this, for my card, first, I'm going to just describe what the what the art is. Okay. We, we, we didn't do this before. So, um, 
Yeah, so the art is it's a, it's a it's a schoolyard. So it looks like a very kind of Irish Catholic schoolyard. You know, kids in school uniforms. But in the center of the schoolyard is a, a a green blob, kind of green and red blob, uh, and all there's like a whole lot of children kind of running away from it, screaming and crying. So with the blob, kind of if you look closely, the blob has kind of the disfigured limbs and kind of half of the face of a human screaming in pain. Okay, that's all very gross and disgusting. All right, so this is this card is called botched summon. Okay, botched summon. So it's one. Yeah, so it's all right. So it's yeah, one blue green for okay. a human wizard with okay. flash. It's a zero a human zero wizard. Yeah, a human a human wizard with flash. Not a human wizard who's no. It's a human okay. wizard. It's okay. a human wizard. It's a with flash. Okay. It's a zero zero. Okay. All right. So when it has when botch someone enters the battlefield, counter target spell. When botch someone dies, create a one one ooze token, green ooze token. Mm. So each idea comes in, and it dies, and and the favorite text. Is a sorry, miss. It was supposed to be a Snapcaster mage. <laughs> <laughs> Dear God. So we got children in schools learning how to summon stuff, but they don't, have, they don't know how to do it. Oh, so. okay, 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 okay. Yeah. How much does it cost? Yeah, uh, one green, one green blue. Okay. So that's a counter spell with a one one. It's like that snake thing. But you also bring it back by the, from the Scarab God. Yeah, so it dies into the graveyard. So it's, yeah, uh, interesting. Yeah. yeah, and then okay. like the Scarab God knows how to conjure Snapcaster mages, mm-hmm. where these children can't. Mm-hmm. There we go. Wait, what creature type is the is the thing that it leaves behind? Oh, that's, 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 that's okay, it. great, yeah. great. So, all right, it. sounds interesting. Yeah, how is that connected to the Irish theme? This is like I suppose it's like the just the school. It's like I suppose the kids are experimenting now. Magic True flavor. Can do now. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Just like in Ireland. Yeah, all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we friend. We do that. We do that. Yeah, yeah. All right, I have my art would likely be by Rebecca Gray. All right, and would be a beautiful red-haired queen lady. Yeah. Um, so I have Maeve, Enchanting Queen. Ooh. Four red red for a legendary creature, human god. She's a 3-3. Three, three. Uh, she has tap, sack a creature, gain control of the target creature until end of turn. Untap that creature, it gains haste until end of turn. It must attack this turn of Fable. Mm-hmm. When Maeve, Enchanting Queen, dies, return her to the battlefield tapped under her owner's control. She does not untap during that player's next upkeep. Oh, that's cool. I like that. So she can. she was legendary at being able to seduce people. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Then she's... Tired and most rest, and kind of the god that comes back when it does. Yes, yeah. yeah. I, I think it's interesting. I think they should put other creature types on gods. I know. Yeah, I think yeah. human god is a very interesting creature type. Yeah, that's oh. pretty cool. Yeah, so kind of. Re- it's supposed to represent the fact that she is supposed to have been a real person, but she's also kind of mythical and legendary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there we go. Yes, and she steals things because she's red. Nice stuff. Yeah. Uh, how, how good with that? What's that going to now? Is that? Mm, none. No, I don't think it'll go into any deck ever except for <laughs> Commander deck. Because it's a top down design, that's why. Yeah, top yeah, down. Well, my other one was good, I think. That was, yeah, that, that could go into it. That was a like, three mana, four, three. Yeah. With yeah. red, 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 deal damage equal to its power to everything on the board. It's fast. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's I don't have one because I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to bring two next week. Yeah, I'll do yeah. two next week. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. That's going to be it for us. Bye. Bye bye. See ya.